0: Play whatever you got. I like it. Pressure situation. I don't know if I have ever seen anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. They had no
1: choice.
2: <laughs> so here we are, everybody. It's the culmination of Super Week. I'm Jeff. This is the victorious Dan Felton. Uh this is Jeff Dean Sports, and this is the Super Bowl instant reaction. <laughs>
1: Dan,
0: uh, hello, Jeff.
2: <laughs> just, just how are you feeling? I, I have no, I have no like understanding of what you're going through. The, you know, I did. I the Buckeyes won a national championship. I get it. It was the greatest night of my life. So, just uh, let just take me through your emotions of the game. Like, if anybody doesn't know this is Dan. I, I like unprofessional Dan. I like unprofessional. I like laid back unprofessional. Okay, in case anybody doesn't know, Dan has claimed to be smoking Joe Burrow's cigar.
0: <laughs> so, I, 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 I'm claiming it, it doesn't mean it's <laughs> true. Um, I, I thank you for having me by last minute. No, this
2: is this is awesome, man. Uh, you're the victor, you deserve the spoils. Um, you've stuck with me all year, you've been objectionable. <laughs> uh,
3: no Everybody,
2: no longer. Mo Murphy from Up in Flames has joined the podcast. I, no, no, I'm, I'm honored, honored to be here. on here.
3: Like, I'm honored <laughs> to be here with the – It's like, y'all make a great show. I feel like I'm ruining it being on here at this point. No, but, no,
2: no, no, not, yeah, not at, no,
3: it.
0: No, no, Mo, come one, come all, man. We're here. We're here. <laughs> so – I see how lit Dan is with his Rams
3: <laughs> winning the Super Bowl, so I might not be that bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is great. So – I, so Dan, if you can just just try to like just take me through like the range of emotions uh, from I
0: mean from, from point A to Jeff, point B. Jeff, it's the same thing that we've been feeling for the last three weeks. I mean, the Tampa Bay game—it's it was almost the same script with the San Francisco game. It, it's crazy. I mean, played right into the Bengals' hands the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It did exactly so, just like the San Francisco game two weeks ago, doing exactly what we what they wanted us to do, and and you know, I I'm critical of Sean McVay always, but the but the fact that he stuck with the run game to keep them honest through four quarters, even though it was absolutely not working at all, you know, worked out, and I mean Cooper Cup coming up big in the biggest moments. What else can you ask for the guy, really?
2: And I thought, like, I liked, I liked how the Rams, like, the one thing I couldn't have been more correct about how this game played out. But I like how the Rams, mm. like, like, dedicated to the run early and then started hitting the swing passes. And I'm like, okay, yeah. this game, this game's over. Like, this is, and then all of a sudden, just to like, again, start pounding sand and start beating his head against the wall. Like, I'm like, what is, what is going on here? Jelani I, yeah. Brown, thanks, for, thanks yeah. for joining us, Jelani.
4: Of course, of course, it's going on, guys? Uh, Jelani,
2: this is this is Dan. Mo, this is Dan. Dan, this is Mo. This is I, I have to
4: apologize to you guys right off the bat that I'm
0: I'm absolutely hammered. Obviously, it's like I mean.
2: uh, we we do most of our shows that way, bro. <laughs> I'm like I'm so full of wings and beer. Um, uh, no cocktails.
0: I mean, shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, it, it played as good as I think most people expected them to, right? Like you know. They, they ran the ball well. I, I really think they should have put Mixon in involved a little bit more than they did, really. But, uh, you know, for, for what they brought out, Jamar Chase, as I advertised, made one of the greatest catches we've seen. Not to mention he made, you know, a little swing pass screen route to him in like the second or third quarter. Just casually one-handed that ball as well, right? Like he he's he's going to terrorize the league for years. So, I, I mean, absolute credit to them. Their, their defensive backs, their, their whole defense, their defensive line played out of their mind. I thought uh, so, too. Did well enough to mm-hmm. win, I thought, but but I mean shit. <laughs> Sixty Jeff, I said to you a few days ago, sixty-minute football game, you know, it was so every long. minute counts. Yeah. It
2: was it actually the time kind of went by fast in that game and I and I was, you know, Dude. we can kind of talk about the, the end of the game here, the last drive. Yeah. Like I look up. And I realized that we hit that five minute mark. The Rams are down by four. I'm like, this is yeah. it. Like they're they're comm- mm-hmm. at that point, they're committed. That extra point hung over that game the the entire game like we knew it would. Yeah. And I'm like, they were committed at five minutes. I'm like, this is it. This is McVeigh's this is his this is all on his shoulders right now and Stafford and um it was crazy. So um Mo, what did you think of the game? There's so much to unpack here. This is instant reaction. What did you think of the game overall? Like, I don't think you had much invested, right? Like, I'm, I mean, outside of, like, you wanted to see a good game.
3: Yeah, I had no dog in the fight. So while watching the game, at the end of the day, when you don't have a dog in the fight, you just want to see a great game. And that's essentially what you saw. I mean, once it was 13 to 10 going into halftime, I said, okay, we already outdid Patriots and Rams game for, you know, years ago when in yeah. the three, arguably one of the worst games I watched, just because like there were high expectations for that game. I'm not a defensive guy, but then when I, to me, there was a lot of legacy on the line, right? Like going into this game, I'm like, if Stafford yeah. wins the Super Bowl, then is he like? The question becomes like monday or instant reaction like is he a first ballot hall of famer then prior to the game we started hearing about like is aaron Donald like there's rumblings about aaron donald might retire after in the game if he win the game and he wins the super bowl and like you think about it like when you're like okay aaron donald just put a stamp on his career and his legacy by winning a super bowl like as great as he's been he also gets to be a champion What else does he have to prove? Like, nobody looks at defensive tackles and be like, you got to win four, five, six championships. to be the greatest defensive tackle of all time. So it was just one of those, like, when I went into this game, it was all about legacy. Like, it was all about, you know, if Stafford wins, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? You know, is this the game they need to stamp on, or do the Rams need to make another deep run? With Matt Stafford as quarterback, if Joe Pearl wins this game, is he now deemed the best quarterback in the, in the NFL, so it was just a lot of questions. I think random questions that needed to be answered. But I mean, this was a great game. This is everything I could ask for in a Super Bowl without having no dog in a fight. It,
2: it, no, no, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. Um, Jelani Brown, how like you're you're a Georgia guy? How how do we think Stafford played? How do you how do you how do you rate Stafford Super Bowl?
4: Um, I, def- I mean definitely given the circumstances, Odell going down early. Um, after having an amazing first half, it's hard. I mean, I won't say a ten out of ten, but definitely is as close as you can get. Nine point nine, you know. Him and Mave definitely had to be a little creative, you know. You know, as we see on the fourth and one, get Cooper the ball. Um, but like you said, that whole drop, and I looked, I looked and said the same thing. I was like. It was like sixty seven minutes left. I was like, they may get the ball back again. Like they aren't able to score right now, but it's like within like those first two players. you can see like, oh, yeah, they're keeping this ball for them going the game or at least until they're supposed to score. So, you know, they got creative. They got Cooper cut the ball that last drive. Um, that's pretty much what you had to do. That's what it came down to because the whole, you know, whole game since Odell had run out, Ben Jefferson couldn't really do anything. It's all the ticking and such. Um, that's chronic. You know, yeah. Parents, I mean, they know.
0: had to They had to rely on Ben Skronik with, with OBJ, mm-hmm. uh, with the injury. And and the first play, second half, they go over him over the goal. middle. It hits him in the hands, bounces for an interception. I think mm-hmm. they targeted him a couple of third downs after that, right off his fingertips. I mean, the guy has struggled in a lot of big scenarios all year long. And it's like it, – it it's it was crazy to see what an impact the OBJ injury had on their mm-hmm. roster because, Jeff, I know I said this to you back in the midseason. I think it came on your show. These top-heavy teams, the struggle is always having depth if something like an injury happens. I mean, worst-case scenario is OBJ pops his knee on a three-yard over route in the second quarter, right? And who do you have filling in? It's a guy like Ben Skronik. Big shout-out to uh, to Bryson Hopkins. Um, Tyler Higby didn't play. Uh, Kendall Blanton, who had to fill, fill in at tight end last week, who played great, looks like he popped his shoulder in the game as well. And, and you know, Bryson mm-hmm. Hopkins, an un, you know, a, like a late-round, rookie stung in made three or four good solid catches converted a few first downs it it took every last person on the roster I mean Skronik struggled man and it's it's tough to see in a Super Bowl a kid a kid have a game like that but somehow some way they found a way to get Cooper Cup involved in the end and I mean it was the mm-hmm. difference really it's it it's amazing that they were able to find a way in, in the last five minutes of a 60 minute game
2: yeah, it was crazy. I thought I thought I think the what I took away mostly was all the moves that both teams made paid off. Like I thought the uh you know, most of the free agents for the Bengals were the reason they were there. But also like, you know, you know, OBJ obviously got a huge touchdown, like, you know. You- in the, in the beginning of the game, um, you know, you know, Von Von Miller had a huge sack that was almost almost upended the game. Like I think we all thought that that was going to be a strip sack for a touchdown or or a quick score. Uh, that was cool. You know, shout out to Joe Burrow for getting that ball back. I mean, again, again, full credit to Burrow. He played really tough. He did a ton of little things to keep his team in that game. He could have he could have coughed up the ball. He could have made a bad decision, but he just kept. You know, he he take the sack and move on. He had his team in position at the end of the game. Uh, I just thought that like the biggest the biggest players. Yeah, uh, shout out to my mom, uh, Bengals fan, stuck with us all season. But she's right. You can't you can't keep getting sacked and and, and win. Uh, both quarterbacks they took a beating tonight. And Donald, I mean, he wound up having one of the biggest plays of the game with that tackle on on third and one. Uh, you know, he, he reaches back and grabs Mixon. That that's that's one of those that's one of those plays you guys know that that third and one play on the game, on the, you know, a drive when you need a score, like, you tend, you tend to get three or four yards on that and an easy first down and move on. And I don't think Mixon was even looking at Donald. Like, I think he was already into the next level. And for Donald to grab a hold and make that play is uh, – it's it's honestly will go down as one of the best defensive plays in football history. Like, it, it ended the game, you know, looking back. Like, it just – you know it was so and and Donald they kept him in check especially in the first half you know i pointed out like i kept talking about um the Bengals center, I said it on Couch Coach Live, you know, we talked about it and I said that dude's going to have the fight of his life and he, he he stuck with it. He kept fighting and fighting and fighting and pushing and chipping and all, all those things and I, I thought the Bengals offensive line held up as
1: as best they could.
2: I mean, it, it, faded, it faded and it wound up costing them costing the ball game, but they have nothing to be ashamed of, you know.
0: Yeah, so I'm Oh, real quick. No, go just, ahead. no, no, go ahead.
3: In the game, like going into the game, one thing I said was that the Bengals defense was going to be the biggest X factor in this game, and it kind of was. Like all the way up oh, into that sure. final drive, like I felt like people were underestimating the Bengals defense. Like we're talking about the Rams D line versus the the Bengals O line. It was the if the Rams take advantage, then this game is going to be over. It's going to be a big blowout, and and I think that was kind of the recipe, but, like, I think people underestimated the Bengals' defense. Like, I looked at their secondary guy that you've talked about all year. You know, uh, Jeff, I had to give you your credit when he made the interception, right? It's Jesse Bates. But we talked about Bates and Bell, and I'm like, I think those two are the biggest difference because when you put Bates and Bell, like, those are safety just you could put over the top of corners to help kind of minimize what Cup and Odell Beckham can do. And at the end of the day, like, Cooper Cup's going to get his – He's the type of receiver, like, he's going to find the open seams. He's going to get in the middle of a zone, and he's going to get open. But you need a safety to stop those big plays. And that's essentially, for the most part, what they did. Like, Odell Beckham had the touchdown, but no Rams wide receiver ultimately had, like, a huge play that was just a game-changing, over-the-top. Like, that was the difference between the game. And so, like, I just felt like evaluating the game was, like, prior to coming into the game was people were forgetting how that Bengals defense is like outside of their linebacking core. They get to the quarterback. They did that Henderson, Sam Hubbard, that defensive line, that front four, they get to the quarterback and and they created problems. for And then that secondary kind of eliminated the deep plays. But when you have a guy like Cooper cup, and I know like he didn't have, like when you look at his stats, he didn't have like the, Oh my God, this was an all time great game. But he's the type of guy like if you have on your team you can't win a Super Bowl because when you're such an elite weapon like him, he finds a way to get open when everything is needed,
0: and that's exactly what he did. Oh, well, he, he he has he had a quiet game I felt like the whole time, and I was like, man, where where's he been? Mm-hmm. He still finishes with eight for ninety two and two touchdowns, right? <laughs> and it, it, it's I mean that's kind of like the the classic mark of a great player that like even on their on the days where you feel like. I haven't seen the guy the whole time. It, it, he comes through with eight catches for ninety-two yards mm-hmm. and two touchdowns. It's like, it's like it, it, you're right though. It felt like he didn't do much, but the stat line at the end was mm-hmm. still damn good, right? Like, like look, I, mm-hmm. I, I put I put money on him going over one hundred and three yards, and it's like, wow, he didn't hit that. But still, I mean, he was if, the difference if, in the end, right? He he made the plays that he had mm-hmm. to make. The, the thing that I thought really showed for the Rams for, through four quarters was no Tyler Higby at tight end, and then Kendall Blandon, who's supposed mm-hmm. to fill in with him, gets a shoulder injury. That's a team that's playing with pretty much zero tight ends, which it's not surprising to see that the run game couldn't get going. You got nobody outside of your five offensive linemen who struggled in their own right. Nobody helped their run-blocking schemes at all, and Cam Akers got like two yards of carry oh, the whole game, right? They won the game in spite of them having no tight ends, no running game, you know, Stafford, they brought this guy here to win games in these tough scenarios like this, and shit, he got it done. I, I, I mean, yeah.
2: I, I thought not having Higby was a huge factor for the Rams. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you could, there were so many times where you're like, <laughs> this is, this is when they would go. Like, as much as they play, like, you know, 12 personnel or 21 <laughs> personnel, like, they, they really could have used him. But, um, you know, overall, I thought Stafford played really good. Uh, he, hmm. he stayed within himself. If anything, Considering they Considering his
0: roster, I mean, Jeff. Yeah, played
2: they played you know, too, probably too conservative, if you ask me, but it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. Late,
0: two or, having to rely, rely on two or three late round rookies in the Super Bowl, I mean, yeah, you know, not many players are going to make it through that. Not many players are going to have no tight ends and have a practice squad guy activated to make three or four catches to have. To have a dude on the back end who's costing you an interception and a couple of plays on third down, um, you know, to to still find a way to outlast a sixty-minute football game like that is, is, I mean, a testament to, to I think Stafford more than anything, really.
2: And and I think if you would tell the Cincinnati Bengals that the the Rams would score twenty-three points, they would take that. They would have took that going into the game. The the Bengals defense played great. Mm -hmm. Jelani Brown, like as you were watching the game, what was the moment when you're like? You know, even if you were wrong, like, oh, this team just took control or this team's in trouble, was there was there a couple moments to where, like, you saw you saw the momentum swing in either way?
4: I mean, honestly, obviously coming out of halftime, we already knew, you know, the reports was OBJ. you know, being good for the return. We already knew he wasn't going to return once we saw him, um, you know, obviously drop that pass. Um, you know, the Ramsey call, you know, we saw Walker, we saw – Stewart going back and forth in the chat, you know, that's probably our second Super Bowl tonight for OT o- But, you know, that call right there, you know, I honestly felt, and then obviously coming out, you know, you know the, the interception right after that, it kind of felt like the, the momentum had, had changed. But I think the very next drive when uh, the Bengals got the ball back, you know, Donald, he sat held them to a field goal to where it was only 13-20. I was like, okay, all right, that's where, you know, that's, now, you know, you kind of know how the game is going to stack out because, you know, like Dan's been saying, the office of weapons that you have to work with at this point, and you know what you need to do and where you need to get to in order to win this football game. And, you know, they didn't get the touchdown, I think, that next drive, but they obviously got the field goal, and that's when the defense ramped up. The, very, the, the biggest key, obviously, was the, the um, defensive scheme change, putting, the, uh, putting somebody over the center to where now you can have Von, Von Miller working inside and yeah. you can create that one-on-one matchup with, uh, you know, Donald with the uh, left, or, left, tackle, left tackle, yeah, left tackle. So that's kind of, like, where I, you know, started to see that the kind of that, that shift into where, you know, both sides, at least for the Rams, knew what they needed to do. Like I said, defensively, they ramped it up. They got pressure. Obviously, they got, what, six or seven sacks um, in the second half, mainly a lot of them in the third quarter. And offensively, like you said, Stafford played within himself. He knew, you know, he couldn't take, you know, certain big chops downfield. Albeit because of personnel, but like I said, that that live drive is you know probably going to go down as one of the greater drives at least in recent recently.
2: There was something weird about this game. It, it it played out so like quickly and efficiently that mm-hmm. I I can't wait to rewatch it because I think we're we're not weird but just like in general we're missing how good it was. Like that yeah, last that drive, one the least penalized.
4: Yeah, goals yeah. I've ever seen until
0: the end too, right? I mean. You know, th- there's two holding calls at the goal line, right? And and I know that's going to be a focus for a lot of people. I mean, for yeah. one, as a Rams fan, I have to go back to the Rams, the, the T. Higgins touchdown on Ramsey. I mean, I mean, pulling a guy down by his face mask and then jump balling him for a touchdown is is a tough pill to swallow. Had this game gone for Cincinnati, but I mean, obviously those two holding calls at the end changed the game. The first one, tiki Tack, The second one, I thought was a lot more clear. Trying to be objective as a fan, obviously. But, uh, you know, I I thought the first one really was a little bit weird. You know, maybe it was a bit of a bit of a hold. But the one on cup in the corner seemed like it was much clearer as a hold. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I've said to Jeff before, you know, I think it's weird how often they're calling pass interference this year as opposed to, say, illegal contact or or, or just defensive holding. Right. So that decision at the end to call it P.I. and put the ball at the one seemed like a Seemed like it's sort of an element of the way the season's gone this year. A lot more PIs being called instead of holdings or or just illegal contacts. So uh, that seemed to come full circle. But, I mean, regardless of that, it seemed like like the Rams, even though getting all these chances, could not find a way to get one yard to win a Super Bowl, and, and yet they have to go to Cup to get the play in the end in order to actually win it.
2: And and, and two like it, it, it was such a close game like you know the, it'll be forgotten the offsetting penalties to where the Rams got called for that holding penalty on what looked like a that would look like a great touchdown uh, yeah. so I mean Cup really had a great series there and then you know you get the uh, um, the unnecessary roughness call that they canceled that ten yards out I mean that was giant but it was I mean they they call that they're going to call that every time but that's how close this game was it's it's funny that. I mean this is as close to we're going to get as a version of a, a defensive football game. Like this is what a, a a good defensive football game is going to look like, you know, in in you know, in the year, you know, 2022 or whatever. I yeah. enjoyed it. I thought it was a well-played game. I thought the intensity was there by both teams. Um man,
0: huge just, shout out to the Bengals Jeff. I mean, I mean their defensive line, the narrative coming in was Watch out for the Rams' D line to crush yep. that bad O line of the Bengals, and yet it was a complete opposite story. The Rams' D line Play great, much like the Niners' game. Struggled for three quarters, but uh, but as I told you, I thought over sixty minutes like the Niners' game, they break that fuck, they break that offensive line. Eventually, they got it in the last, last, last minute. Whereas the de- Bengals' defensive line completely shut down the Rams' run game, got home on Stafford, caused a lot of disruption, even an interception or two. So it, 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 I think it's a testament to how well the Bengals are coached. I think Zach Taylor is is absolutely one of the up-and-coming coaches in the league. The way that defense played, you know, it, it'd be unsurprising to see the Bengals in this exact scenario next year, really, especially with Bar- Burrow and Chase, uh, you know, coming through with another year of experience as well.
2: Yeah. Um, like, Mo, just just – like, kind of overall, like, um, what's your immediate knee-jerk reaction, which is why we're here, about about how good was this game? How good do you think this is going to – you know, there's only been 56 Super Bowls, so, like, you know, it's it's not that hard to rank them. You know, where do you think this sits, just your immediate gut reaction?
3: I think this was a top-five Super Bowl. Like, because – I think it was mi-
2: really good.
3: It was a right. mix of defense. It was a mix of offense. Like – you talk about twenty three to twenty, like that's today's new version, and maybe <clears throat> ten years from now, this isn't a great game. Uh, I think you know we it depends on, but this was a top five Super Bowl, like twenty three to twenty. You know, one of my favorite Super Bowls was the you know the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, versus the Arizona Cardinals, and and so this will age well because it was enough offense to evaluate it, where it was an offensive game, but then it was enough defense to be like if you're a defensive fan and you love. Tight, hard those defense. Like there were enough plays made. And, and when we talk about the when we talk yeah. about the, the penalties, like the T Higgins missed call, right? You knew at some point during the game it was gonna come back and the refs were gonna make up that call. And yeah. so you talk about holding and you're like well, it was questionable, but if the refs were ever put in a a position where it was a questionable call, they were going to give the Rams the benefit of the doubt because they missed a call, right? Like, they completely missed the call of T. Higgins pulling Jalen Ramsey's face pass to a play that he scored a touchdown. That's the game of football. I see a lot of people complaining about that and like, well, nah, they called a softer call, but that's the game of football, right? That's the game of sports. Like, when you miss a call, At some point, a call is going to come back. uh, Yeah, benefit Mm -hmm. like it it comes like that in basketball, football, soccer. However, you want to look at it. Like no matter what sport you talk about, like when you miss a call, they're looking for the 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 faintest reason to give back their credibility, right? Because refs are a part of the game. They make or break games, and so. I don't think this game came down to the refs. I know a lot of people were like, man, there were a lot of calls late. But, like, there were a lot of missed calls. They let these guys play to the point, like, well, they let them play football mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And, and because you missed a call, you had to make for it. And one was questionable, but it was reasonable. When they ran the replay back, I'm like, okay, that, that mm-hmm. was a holding. Like, maybe I wouldn't have called it yeah. under the circumstances, but since I missed a complete offensive pass interference, I'm going to give him mm-hmm. the doubt out, and I'm going to make that call. But just mm-hmm. overall, I think this was a top-five game. Like, it was everything you wanted offensively. It was everything you wanted defensively. Matt Stafford threw three touchdowns. Joe Burrow threw for, like, 300 yards. Like, there was just yeah. a great mix of offense and defense. Where, like, if I want the perfect mix where if I'm an offensive guy – and then I, I talked to another guy who's a defensive guy. This game met them in the middle and gave you everything you mm. wanted. And so it just comes down to me, like, when I think about this game, it's just – this is a legacy game for a lot of people. And so I start to think about, like, what what what's about to happen? Is Aaron Donald going to retire?
0: <sighs> Does this make Matt Stafford a first ballot Hall of Famer? Uh-huh. Mo, no, how we- many people – how many people are going to get – I mean – I mean Stafford and Cup, Aaron Donald. Uh, I mean Eric Weddle and Andrew Whitworth. Or Andrew Whitworth is already mm-hmm. retired. We can assume, yeah, right? She- I mean, yeah. how yeah. many people are, are adding a ring to their resumes through the Rams? I mean, Jeff, you and I talked about this a few weeks, uh, a few days ago. This, the Bengals feel like they're going to be back here again and again. The Rams feel like they've got this whole roster of guys that are pretty <laughs> much going to slap some jewelry on and then go right off into the sunset. I mean, the Aaron Donald story, I, I mean, I, I cried when we won, but I might cry again if these guys, if he walks off into the sunset, like that's it, you're 30, 30 31 years old, you can come back for another one, Stafford's still going to hang around, OBJ might be back. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: what the team's going to look like in another year or two, it's completely up in the air. I mean, wh- what, is a, what does an Aaron Donald retirement do for the salary cap? What does it do for, for, for the roster going forward? You cannot replace that kind of production at the defensive tackles position, right? So, I mean, a lot of guys are getting the rings, but also, you know, most teams who, who get this shot, like the Kansas City Chiefs or Tampa Bay, you think, what does next year look like? What does it look like for the Rams if, if they're missing, yeah. say, their, their Hall of Fame defensive tackle? Maybe their fucking coach. Maybe, you know, who knows who else? Who's, who's going to resign? Bob Miller, OBJ. We might be looking at a completely different roster next year, really. So so it's, it, it's so up in the air. I mean, we were talking about one-hit wonders, Jeff. This might be one of them, really. This might be added to the list of the teams that you thought would be there again and again who never make it back. But,
3: but that's so the I'm, thing about the weirdest.
0: Like, to, to me,
3: he's been the weirdest going up to this situation because like, if, if Aaron Donald retires now that he won a Super Bowl, like you're talking about an all-time great career capitalizing with Super Bowl right off into the sunset. Whitworth, a 40-year-old def- uh, offensive tackle, right off into yeah. the sunset. I know Matthew Stafford isn't retiring, but even like OBJ maybe, you know, Bob Miller, a Super Bowl MVP, two championships, one of the greatest, you know, pass rushers off the linebacker slash defensive end. That's wow. kind of been a favorite position mm-hmm. in today's NFL. Like, okay,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you talk about Sean McVeigh and you're like, this guy has been talking about family time. Yeah. This guy
1: talking about, like, mm-hmm.
3: I don't know what my career holds. And he's not even 40. Like, that's been the craziest thing. <laughs> They're the two, Super Bowl, is that They're he's the two been youngest coaches in the league. For, yeah, and he's yeah. been preparing people for a situation where, like, if I win what? the Super Bowl, I might take a break. And you're like, bro, you're not even – like, old is like – like, Sean Payton took the break, right? And he's <laughs> going to come back to coaching, but, like, He's been an elite coach for, what, 16, 17 years out there in New Orleans. You're like, Sean McVay, like a Super Bowl might have done it for him to take a break. Does he retire if he's not a Rams coach from here on out? No, I don't think so. But, like, we're in a point where, like – you yeah. not even forty, talking about taking a step back from coaching. Wait, Mo, wait Mo,
0: you got to think. You got to think. Nineteen seventy something, right? Dick Vermeil takes the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl, yeah. right? Doesn't win, but retires early. Comes Go. back in the nineties, coaches the Rams. So you could see Sean McVay maybe doing the same thing. Thirty-six years old, just got married, drops out of the head coaching game. You know, decides to start a family, comes back in his mid to late 40s. You know, the kids are a little grown. Takes over a new team, then right? Like it seems like he maybe is leaning to the worth that same thing. Go to TV, make some good ass money. You know, doing the Tony Romo thing, and then come back in a decade. You know, your kids, you got a few years with the kids. You know, you got a few babies. You know, the family's developed come back and do it again and go back to the, you know, these guys, I, I don't think Sean McVay, if he quits, is he I don't think a decade he from now, now. Is like Is he a junk? decade
4: from now, though? That's the That's question I mean. we, see,
3: we see the coaching change so much where, like, 10 mm-hmm. years from now, a coach that that, that Sean McVay, the Kyle Shanahan's, the, we don't know what coaching like, –
2: Oh, he could go, he he go, know, go full John Gruden. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but,
3: but yeah, it's weird because we're <laughs> not so, – we're not used to like like you said like Dan. You go back to the 1970s to give a scenario where a guy goes and like this is the same situation, right? And we go back to the 1970s, so like this isn't a common scenario. And then you talk about a guy who loses the Super Bowl. This is a guy who wins, and, and so yeah. I'm big on legacy, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you win a championship, now like if you haven't already, you Sean McVay reached the Super Bowl. He's creating yeah. a legacy as a head coach. Now yeah. he's won a championship as a head coach. So now like your yeah. legacy solidified now what can I do
0: from here and so to leave Mo, out Mo, Mo, go. Mo, you know what that means? Like, All about you legacy. know what that means? I step away from the game and I got a ring that means that once I have my kids once I'm settled in and everything's good and I'm you know 45 right. and the itch starts getting me that means I have a ring which means that any team calls yep. I interview that's my job because I got the legacy to get it to me, right? he hey. If he walks away from the sport, that means he can take any job he wants, anytime he wants, whenever he decides he wants to come back. So I can see him taking that opportunity to go make some TV money, which is better than coaching money, shit, and half the opportunities. But to come back and say, hey, I got the ring. You see what I can do. I'm ready to step back into this. Any team will hire him, first interview, yeah. Yeah. straight away. So if, if that's his route... It's up to him, but you're right. Unlike Dick Vermeil in 1978, he's got the ring to give him an automatic job the yeah. second he and comes he, back
2: in, and he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to mess with this Rams roster. That's going to be a bit of a puzzle to solve here for the next ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mc McV- I mean, It's him. it's the Gruden situation. He can walk away. He can. He get every year that he's out of coaching, he will get smarter. People will be like, "Oh my gosh, McVeigh, 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 McVeigh." <laughs> then he, then he then again. Think about what the money is going to be when McVeigh comes back. That they'll offer him, they'll, they'll give yeah, him I mean, the half. Happen- it's it's, it's, it's gonna be, 15, probably five, 15 yeah. a year.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be gonna crazy. Gonna a crazy
3: money. But to be like, like for me, I'm all about legacy and. Not everybody could create a legacy, right? That's one thing, especially when I talk about basketball and, you know, the, the whole trades that happen, right? And I'm just like, everybody doesn't get a legacy. Like, everybody who wins a championship doesn't matter, essentially. But I'm like, okay, McVay has won a championship. But I've- why not at least one more year? Like, you, when I, I feel like when you win a championship, you've created a legacy. Run it back with yeah, whatever but- you can reconstruct. You're going to get Stafford back at the end of the day. You know you're going to have Cooper Cup. You know, Robert, I agree. Injury. I agree. you're going to have your running backs. If you don't get OBJ, if you don't get Von Miller, like okay.
2: OBJ, is the OBJ is not going to be able to play next year. Right. But you're
3: going to have most of your roster to the point like you've won a championship. Run it back. You have the championship. So therefore, your legacy is secure for next year. If you don't win a championship, even Bruce Arians, like if you don't win a championship, like, championship next year, nobody's going to kill Sean McVay and say, oh, it was a one hit wonder. He's a
0: fluke. Run it back, make the playoffs, win the NFC West, which looks very I think he's got two years. I think he's got two years with Sean with, with Matt Safford in sort of a prime before he's either gotta to decide to get it and get the fuck out. He's got he's got two years of with Sean, Sean McVay and Matt Safford. And then I think that's the point. I mean, he's just getting married. If he wants to do the family thing, two years is enough to maybe, you know, put a bun in the oven or something like that. Like he's He's ready to go in a couple of years, but he's going to see what he can get out of Matt Stafford. He's not going to leave after one year of Matt Stafford. He's got he's got a couple more years at least to see what he can That's get fair. out of that entire thing. But Mo, you're, you're 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 dead on. Like he's not going to drop off that quick. He's got a legacy to come back. I think OBJ has said I want to take a discount to stay with his receiving core. I mean, you bring yeah. Matt Stafford back with a second year, and you run Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Matt Matt Stafford along with with OBJ and Van Jefferson, he becomes back healthy if they bolster that tight end core, which they clearly need help at. I mean, you're going to get Henderson. You're going to get some variation of Henderson, Michelle, and Akers as well in the backfield. Two to three running backs. At least two of them, exactly. They're probably going to deal maybe Henderson. I don't know. But, I mean, that – you'd have to have your money on them to make another run at least to go – as oh yeah, I don't, McVay,
3: I don't think McVeigh made this trade for Stafford to win a Super Bowl and dip. Exactly. I know he spoke yeah. on it, but you didn't make this trade for Stafford to if we win a Super Bowl in year one we dip. Like yeah. okay, it's at least I don't I don't I
2: don't know if I agree with that because yeah. what, I think he's, he's not gotta run it back. He, yeah, but what what I'm saying is though what what's yeah, the over other two. What's the other option to to keep to keep golf and not win a Super Bowl? Like that's not a that's not a better option. Like go for go
3: for two. Like you already won a Super Bowl in year one. I think of
2: they they get, they'll 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 go for back to back.
1: You you
3: grabbed Stafford thinking like the whole thing was all the pressure was on the Rams this year because when we talk about major moves of championship contending teams, the Rams grabbed Matt Stafford thinking that was the difference between being a playoff team and winning, a Super Bowl, and that turned out to be. The, the truth. So, so now you go into year two and you're like, can I win? Like, we're all about dynasties in this time, right? And all the sports, we're looking for the next dynasty. I'm not saying the Rams be the next dynasty, but if you can win a no. Super Bowl to the conference championship or even go back to the Super Bowl and lose mm-hmm. to the AFC, whether it's Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. That'll be okay. That'll still validate your legacy. If you lose to a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes in year two after coming off of winning a Super Bowl, nobody's going to be like, Sean McVay's not good enough. Matthew Stafford's yeah. not good Matthew Stafford has won the Super Bowl, solidify his legacy, right? Like that. Like now, that, now the conversation with Stafford winning the Super Bowl is like Hall of Fame. But Sean McVay wow. is like as the coaches we've deemed him. He's won a Super Bowl. Now he's like a Hall of Fame coach. He's everything that we put into Sean McVay. So I think he has to come back. <laughs> it's different when you have a family. It's different when you have a wife and kid. Like I think I'm all sorry, of,
0: all I'm sorry. The, I'm reacting. I'm reacting. I'm listening to people say those words into my ears, and I'm like, my brain is taking <laughs> Sean has so, won a Super Bowl. Matt Stafford has won a Super Bowl. My brain is just like, holy shit! It's You're crazy. right. <laughs> You're so right. It's, oh, like, it's, it's official and it can never go away. Yeah.
4: Jelani. Got- I wish I felt like Dan four years ago. Uh,
2: <laughs> I can't talk. I, I will never – I will not bring that up. Um, I'll probably never. Like, as you, as oh, you watch wow. this game, Jelani, and got a feel for it, coming out of it, like which which coach do you think like came – did the best job, in all honesty. Like, I, I honestly think that Zach Taylor did as good as he could do. Like, mm-hmm. I thought McVeigh kind of stumbled over himself a little bit, and yeah. uh, it yeah. worked out. And he had he – had, I think the quarterback was a little better. Offensive line was a tad better. Uh, Cup was a, a little mm-hmm. better. He had Aaron Donald. Um, I think – I'm not – I think McVeigh deserved to win the Super Bowl, but I think that Zach Taylor came out of this like, I'm happy to have that coach for, you know, whatever the next – 20 oh, yeah. years like Same. how'd you feel about the, how do you feel about like just out the end game coaching and things like that coming out of this
4: for sure I think I mean you hit the nail on the head I think you know like you said I mean, they stumbled over something in, in times but like you said I the I was as well he's a great you know great coach to solidify him so and ultimately I think you know with certain in certain key moments or certain key drives I think it really just came you know down to talent you know the, the main thing that was talked about Prior to the Super Bowl was that offensive line versus the defensive line, and I think it really does like, feel. It feels like that was it, right? Yeah, well, As a second half. It's like that's like that's that's. I don't. I can't even. You know, I don't remember like right off the top of my, my head because I'm just so focused on the defensive line. But they had a like I said, it was a, the whole third quarter with pretty much sacks. Like, I can't really remember how many first first downs or so that well, Cincinnati yeah, yeah. might have had. Like, it was it, it was pretty much dominated by the, that front four of. Uh, of the Rams, but like you said, you know, Zach Taylor, you know, I think gameplay is the best of the best of the ability. And Then when Odell went down, it's like, even like, you know, it stepped up even more, obviously like it becomes easier. Like, you know, okay, you know, you can, you know, shadow or put two over on, you know, cup side, you know, safety over top on them, and then kind of let everybody else try to beat you, which they weren't able to do. But I think Dan said it like kind of when I was coming on, I, the only thing I kind of had a little bit of a problem with was I felt like they, you know, they did kind of go away from mixing a little bit. I know, like, that first half was kind of hot. They found the run game. Obviously, that helped them, um, you know, big time. And, you know, those two drives, the one where, obviously, 3 a touchdown, and then the one where they got the, um, the field goal out of it. But, I mean, the second half, it didn't seem like it was too much of mixing. They obviously tried to, you know, keep the quick pass going. But even the next, and so, you know. What? I, tell you, I definitely give the- my head off to both coaches. Like I said, I think –
2: the Bengals were the Bengals were oh, three. Your... The Bengals were three. Go
0: to
4: for... sleep. I'm like,
0: I'm...
2: The Bengals were three for fourteen on third down. Like the, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like that's that's. I didn't realize that it was uh like that drastic. You know what I mean? But, uh, but I think
1: like
3: this game was. Uh, it was so tick for attack Like. You, you, you want to applaud the Rams? You want to applaud oh. the bank for keeping it so close, right?
2: Because total, total yards is even. Passing yards is even. Uh, you know the Bengals got him in rushing yeah. yards, but but the sacks counteracted that, so it actually the net rushing yards. Um, that this game was like the, the total yards and like this is a shocker. Like Mo, you said it earlier. Like this is a defensive version um, defensive battle. The total yards three thirteen. L A three o five. Bengals. And, and mm. today's football, that is yeah. – that is nothing. That's like, on the first
4: half number sometimes.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's – it's it, – I mean, it was a real, like – it was a true – Defensive game. game. It, it was a it was a modern version of a defensive game that because of – I mean, this is what – this is modern NFL. It was played for if you can rush four and drop back everybody else and defend the pass, like, that's the key. Both teams did it really, really well against mm-hmm. – against Uber talent. I mean we're talking you know basically Lemon and Chase, Lemon and Cup. Uh Jefferson mm-hmm. never I I I swore that Jefferson would get loose. Um no. he had one yeah, one easy, chance yeah. in the end zone. Uh I, mean, I think there was an overthrow in there. You know yeah. just OBJ. OBJ really did get off like the time that he played. Like it felt that. like it felt like mm-hmm. that was going to be a mismatch. Um you know the the entire game as soon as you know the injury happens we know that that you know i changed the face of the game but um it was just so like both defenses worked uh, it, it was it was really something to see but it, it like for only being you know whatever 618 total yards it didn't feel like it didn't feel like a boring game like it yeah. didn't feel like teams no. couldn't get it done like these both these quarterbacks made huge plays the tu- I mean even the touchdown by Burrow like not only did he get the uh the no call and and Higgins makes the catch but Burrow <laughs> escaped and and gets out of the pocket and steps up to make that throw you know so just like it just was on and on and on like just
0: well Jeff it seemed like it seemed like what happened was there was there was a lot of Really, there was kind of a lot of null plays. I mean, the Rams really kept running into the defensive line of the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals, and and it, there were a lot of zero plays and, and maybe slight negative plays. But then the Bengals came with a couple of huge plays: the one-handed catch yeah. by by Chase down the sideline. Yeah, I mean, maybe kind of like the Julio catch in the Atlanta game against the Patriots. One of the no offense, Chil- no offense, oh, no oh, offense, but but obviously, I mean plays that get kind of lost to history just because of the outcome that play, plate oh, is coming up huge to get the Bengals on the board for the first time in the game. Right. And, and, and you know, the T Higgins touchdown, although there was kind of the missed call, nevertheless, a 75 yard touchdown, the Bengals struck big when they went for it, but it was a game that seemingly was both at times boring and then also broke these huge plays mm-hmm. to make yeah. it exciting again. So, um, Kind of a balance of both. Whereas maybe you know the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl, it was only the, the, the crappy, boring stuff and barely any scoring. You, you got just enough of sort of explosiveness for, out of both offense that it added up over the course of the game and got a few touchdowns on the board at least. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, yeah I mean the, the 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 turnovers were you know the Rams had two, the Bengals had none. I mean, just yeah. nothing. There's not there's nothing that let, really leans in the Rams' favor. Time of possession was was within 30 seconds of being dead even. Mm-hmm. Um, just a just a crazy even matchup. The penalties, like, I know the penalties seem huge and the no calls, but it was only six penalties total uh, on both teams wow. for, a t- for a total of 41 yards. So, like, you know, they, they let them play a little bit. Yeah. They let them be a, a little physical. But I think it was pretty clean defense. I don't think they were really, like, turning their heads to a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, it just – I, th- I think this game is going to age very well. I, I think we're going to look back and be like, "Man, that was a really well played game." But, so, um, Jelani, what do you think of like, you know, we have we talked about Stafford. We talked about this was really just about his legacy. Stafford could have went one for thirty as long as he won this game. That's all that mattered. Like this wasn't uh, this was about getting the win and and getting that monkey off his back. What do you think about Joe Burrow in this game? Like coming into it, he's mm-hmm. he's had a great run, great playoff run. He's getting it done. All the hype around him. All the all the you know, he's basically become a WWE wrestler at this point as yeah. far as what like, they <laughs> are around him yeah, and how was... everybody's treating him. But how did you think, yeah. like, outside of that, how did you think he, he came off as a quarterback in the Super Bowl?
4: Cool, calm, and collected. That's what they what they call him, Joe Burr. So, I mean, <laughs> he, he's going to be there yeah. for a while. It, it's crazy to see the, the talent and the young talent in the AFC. Like, these quarterbacks are going to be doing forever. But, yeah. like, like you said, he, he – he, he came out. He played a great game. made great throws. He made great decisions. You know, even I know it was probably it was drawn up and played for him. But I think, like you know, even when they went on fourth and fourth, when it for it on fourth downs, you know, he had the one, you know, quick draw. Like he just he played a pretty clean and flawless game, you know. And as best as he could, you know, given you know what he was, what what he had, I guess in the second half, you know, third quarter mainly, you know, all the pressure, you know. This is just one of those games, and everybody said it like if that defensive line gets to you, you're not going to really be able to overcome, you know, 11-sacks mm-hmm. like he had been, you know, throughout the entire playoffs. So, you know, I I, I love him. I love to see him play. You know, I'm, I'm a little – I'm a little bit more loving of him. I didn't like him, obviously, when he was at LSU, being a Florida fan, even when he he was at Ohio State, I'm not a big Ohio State guy. But no offense to, of course, you two. But I love love him, you know, as a Cincinnati Bengals. And like I said, it's going to be great to see him and Chase, you know, paired up for years and years and years to come in the battles that he's going to have with Holmes, with Allen, with Herbert, with Lamar. The names just keep going on. That's yeah, I,
2: I thought he was up to the challenge. I thought he, the most important thing he did is like accepted the fact that he was gonna get beat up and, mm-hmm. and didn't didn't panic. Didn't, didn't yeah. like we saw we saw Mahomes last year. As soon as this started like I, I saw I watched this game mm-hmm. and as soon as, as soon as um you know he started getting pressure, I'm like, Oh, here we go again. But yeah, yeah but he, he tucked the ball, he took the sacks, he, he had the one fumble that he got back. Like the mm-hmm. will like that was Ginormous, but he, it didn't matter at, at, in you know in the grand scheme of things. But like, he accepted the fact that he was going to get beat up. He made some good plays. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot more he could do. I, I didn't see a lot of misplays by Burrow. Like um, he made some good no. throws. I would say if anything uh, was
4: on the receivers, like the one that Burrow dropped, that was a key one.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I'm gonna have to go. And they go said and that, that was
0: his first drop of the year. By mm-hmm. the way, I mean, I mean, wow. Talk about a Super Bowl moment that that a guy who was dropped a pass in 20 games, drops mm-hmm. one in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl on a on a. Crucial third down that probably would have broken a tackle for at least a first, if not more. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, kind of the weird way the script kind of followed the same as the, for the Rams as it did with the 49ers game two weeks ago. You know, a, a crucial drop pass by Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd on a first – what would have been a first down and extended the drive and run out the clock a lot more. I mean, really benefits the Rams and helps them end up taking the lead. Yeah. And then holding on to it in the end with an Aaron Donald play. So it, it, it's it's wild that as much as the Rams earned it in a lot of ways, and I mean I'm a Rams fan, the the fact that they seemingly got bailed out by the other teams making crucial mistakes at crucial moments, and and then also taking bad penalties, at bad times. It, it, it you so, know they so- talent and things breaking their way both kind of came together in the fourth quarter, of both the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl.
2: So I, I I was told to ask this question. Uh, yeah, let's go around here. So, is is there a chance that that the Rams won because of magic or not?
1: <laughs> Stewart is actually.
2: So Dan, you're not you're not you're not part of our chat room, but the Bengals. Are you easy. asking
0: if I use magic to win the game for my team? Yes, I guess it may have
2: been you. No, no, no. It, apparently, the Bengals. Um, The Bengals have been using magic or or voodoo this entire play. No, it was an argument for three hours in the chat room. It was ridiculous.
3: So I want to put I want to put perspective on that. Is when people win a championship, there's a little bit of luck, there's a lot of bit of skill, and there's there's a little bit of in between, right? Like like you look at most champions, like you're lucky that, and then there's a situation. You're lucky that the you know they dropped the interception. You're lucky that they didn't make that play, right? That's all a part of sports. Like that's how it goes. Like luck. You're lucky that we can look back at how many champions and how many sports and how many years and we're we'll like, you're lucky that that play didn't happen, whether it be the first round, the second round, the third round, or the championship round of any sport. And we could go back to one or two plays that make the difference in the game. Yeah. Uh, or in a series, and be like, "You're lucky that that didn't happen." But like, yeah, that's kind
0: of part of that, Mo, right? that's sports. And Mo, nobody yeah. remembers those plays the more years that go by. I mean, and and you're talking, I'm talk, I'm a not only am I Rams fan, obviously, I'm a Raptors fan. You're talking about, you're talking about things breaking your way. A championship <laughs> gets, <laughs> gets decided by yeah. a ball bouncing off a rim four times and falling in. It can happen anywhere along the way. It's always luck and skill. You're, you're dead on, man. No one's going to remember those penalties at the goal line. No one's going to remember, mm-hmm. you know, the face mask no. by Jamar Chase. No one's going to remember. They're just going to remember the final score because shit breaks either way for both teams more or less pretty evenly over the course of a full playoff run. Yeah, it, You know, it, it just so by the tiniest hair broke for the Rams at the very right moment. I mean, it, you know, every single short – moment for each team came back in the end to bite them really.
3: And that's sports. like, at the end of the day, yeah. it takes a look. And, and every athlete tells you like, it takes a little bit of luck, a lot of bit of skill and a lot of yeah. right place, right yeah. time. right Like at the end of the day, you need certain things to go your way. You need to, you, you all come in with a game plan. And like, sometimes you execute your game plan perfectly and still, like, certain things don't go your way. So you need things to go your way whether you got lucky. Man, I got lucky that I called the the Tampa 2 defense and this guy broke that play on the offensive side and dropped the pass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got lucky. Like, we got lucky dropping that. That's yeah. the game of sports, well, right? Like here, here's yeah. the We come in doing what we got to do offensively and defensively. You come in doing what you got to do offensively right. and defensively something has to break to where if i'm fully prepared you're fully prepared we meet in the middle something has to break opposite ways yeah. regardless well, yeah. whether it's a penalty whether it's a perfect play or whatever like if we're perfectly prepared something has to break for it to be even because guess what championship games don't end in a time.
2: yeah well that luck is luck is the power going out in the super bowl when a team is when a team yeah. is Blowing another <laughs> now that that's that's luck. there was nothing lucky about tonight so before we get out of here I got a couple things i gotta ask first we got to get to this uh we got to talk about the halftime show i got to get the opinion on the halftime show there was a build-up there's been a build-up for months about the halftime show mm-hmm. um we're all hip-hop fans here i think we were all looking forward to it so um, i'll start with jelani you're from the south um that you know so that that means something when we're talking about hip-hop what'd you think of the halftime mm-hmm. show man
4: incredible i know on my time i don't know if y'all's is the same i follow obviously a lot of people from atlanta i like every tweet this is what we should have when our super bowl was here in 2019 like oh wow it's, it's well, that, that's
2: what that's why i asked yeah you. That's why I asked yeah because i like, felt the same way
4: and i actually was there at that's well working it but you know it just it sucked you know you hear. you here, were fire. there
2: when that happened
4: yeah I, I was working in i was working for an nfl shop like in the you know Pretty much oh, the retail shop. So like I was in one of the shops. That's in the area. But you know here in room five coming out the building when you got guys like <laughs> out class, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, And the name goes on, you like Jeezy, just a bunch of Atlanta natives that you know could have been there and put on a show TI all the you know, They you know, did
2: the so. same shit in Detroit too, remember? That's they what I'm saying.
4: Have- I d I, I don't get it. But to talk about the one tonight, it was like I said, it was amazing. It was um, cool. Definitely yeah. cool. I love how you know how they came out. I love the setup too. You know, I, I I did think that. I mean, it was obviously for TV, yeah.
2: but I thought, and um, I'll give my thoughts real quick, and I'll go to Mo and Dan. What I what I kind of liked about it too was like, because believe me, I'm you know I'm old enough to remember every every ounce of of all these guys' careers that were on stage. Like I didn't miss any of it. And what I thought was cool was like they were doing it but none of them need to do it. Like they're all like, some of them are literally billionaires. The mm-hmm. rest of them are almost like nobody on that stage needs any help. <laughs> nobody needed to be there. So that's what I thought was cool. It was almost like, it was almost just like showcasing, you know, that the history of, of, um, I guess you call it the, you know, the roots of like, uh, of doctor, uh, basically Dre. it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the history of Dre and all that. I thought they could personally, I, and I'm sure there's reasons why, because of everything that's happened over the years but I would have liked to have seen him lean more into like like I really really would have liked to see like ice cube um, or maybe a tribute to that and I know there's reason and by the way again ice cube before the NASCAR race last week was just was just blowing everybody off the chart like he's still one of the best in the game when he wants to be at, at his age so but overall I was I was happy with it and I loved the um, I loved how they leaned into it like the dancers leaned into it like the whole thing was authentic and they 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 put on a good show. I thought Eminem, I was surprised at how happy I was when Eminem popped up. I was like, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that I wanted this, but I, I thought that was the perfect time at halftime to sing that song. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the Super Bowl. So overall, I was I was very satisfied, and I thought everybody came off very well. And I think it upset just enough people to make me happy. So, <laughs> uh, so
4: it's a, it's a win win. taking the so, knee as well. In, in yeah, the time yeah, watching, so yeah, yeah,
2: just like like I say, I it it ruffled enough feathers, but it was good enough. It was a tribute to like basically my lifetime at this point. I mean, I've been, you know, I've been listening to these guys for. 30 years of my life, so it was, it was kind of cool. 50 Cent surprised yeah. me. I thought that was cool to have him in there. I don't know if that was... Price. I don't know why anybody told him to hang upside down, and I don't know how long <laughs> he was upside down. I don't know how good he was feeling, but they went for <laughs> it. It was cool. But uh, overall, I, I, I thought it was really... It's not Prince. It'll never be Prince. Nobody. I don't know if anybody will ever reach Prince.
3: Well, let's here. talk Moran, okay? Let's just be well,
2: honest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Mo, what would you think of the halftime show? How did you, you feel about it?
3: So... With, with actually like being in the halftime show, like like watching it, my daughter was dancing around and, and my son was in my mom's arms dancing around, and I'm like, these are guys I grew up on, like yeah. As like like Dr. Dre was like an OG by the time I grew up mm-hmm. on Dr. Dre, but having my dad, like I know about Dr. Dre, I know about Snoop Dogg, like you know, with with, with having my dad, so it's like, but even to see just knowing all the songs and my daughter dancing around. <laughs> Like Mary J. Blige starts singing a song, and my daughter's starting to sing along, and I'm like, "You're making me feel old." Like I'm looking at my daughter. (laughs)
2: Well, you're not Mo, so.
3: But listen, but I'm like, I'm 26, (laughs) and you're making me feel old. That like you can sing along to an old school Mary J. Blige song, like that's starting to tell my age, and I'm not old in in people's eyes. So, when I when I think about like this was the focal point of the Super Bowl, right? Like, we wanted a great Super Bowl, but we were so focused on, like, the halftime show. Like, it's Kendrick Lamar, it's Dr. Dre, it's Eminem, it's I thought, Jame-
2: I thought I thought Kendrick came off well. Hey. I he thought Kendrick it. came off well. But,
3: but this was the focal point of, like, the Super Bowl. I feel like with, with the lineup of the halftime show, we're like, man, a great game in the Super Bowl is a plus if they mm. give us killer concerts. You know at halftime and they did everything in them more like you know 50 cent comes up and he Mm. performs in the club and you remember how how crazy in the club was when it first dropped and i was a kid a true kid (laughs) and i got in trouble for knowing lyrics of in the clubs and then obviously like eminem like if there was a song he was going to perform that was going to take you back nostalgic type but still be good for kids nowadays because we live in a pc culture and that was this i think that was a slight concern about yep. how this and, and jeff we talked about it i'm like this halftime show could be absolutely amazing but like does eminem fit to the pc culture now where if he performs a certain song like you know do they cancel eminem from here on out and you know we don't get to enjoy it like does he perform? My name is obviously he performs <laughs> you know, these weak arms are heavy, yeah. like, but that but everything fit into like they didn't get too PC, right. where Where yeah. old school people or people who grew up on that and knew these songs was not like it, but they also didn't get too correct to where like yeah. everybody could relate, everybody knew like okay, we could predict they could perform this song, but did they perform it at this level? And no, I, have I to agree. think out to eminem because he did it and it goes back to like if you're really into the hip-hop culture like me like i know the new albums that drop i know the new songs I, I, like i'm in the music I, I love music i make music but at the same time like eminem dropped uh you know for the bet awards cypher not too long ago where he mm-hmm. talked about donald trump and, and kind of where the whole world filled not the pc world but he talked about and spoke for the rest of the world And then he gets on here and he takes a knee. When the NFL tells him don't take a knee, there were reports prior to the Super Bowl that Eminem shouldn't take a knee. Like, it gives you a greater respect for a white rapper. And it's not about race, but it's like, you know, I I watched the interview and 50 Cent said it best. Like, hip hop is, and rap is a a black culture thing. But not only did Eminem bring it to where, like, White people can be proud about like the type of rapper they get, but they get a guy who's for the culture. And like essentially, the closest thing I personally know to Eminem is Jeff. <laughs> like
1: so <laughs> <laughs> aw, man. The closest thing I
3: know to Eminem personally, where I know a guy is for the culture and like he's white, but he's not PC and he'll speak on <laughs> I won't say anti-white things, but he speaks for the culture, and he sits back and he's like, guys. "It's Jeff." So I'm like, he takes the knee when the NFL tells him not to. Like, he does everything for the culture, and that's like one of those like, if you're a black person now, and I really feel like when you take away from that, like. My overall it was like, bro, not all white people are bad. And that's something we got to take away from. Like, that's the yeah. thing. Like, it was a race breaker to me. And, and I know a lot of people will not look at it like that. But that is a race breaker to me. Like, to me, Eminem is the race barrier. And it gets to show, like, when multi-cultures link together. Like, bro, not all white people are bad. Not all black people are bad. And, when, and white people, there are plenty of white people that are for the culture. And, like, there are plenty of people that appreciated Eminem taking the knee when the NFL told him not to. He did it on the biggest stage in the world, the most watched event in the world or in the, in the United States of America, which is what matters to us in the Super Bowl. And he takes the knee and he does things for the culture. So I, I got to give a big, huge shout-out for Eminem because he's got a lot of flack for being a white rapper and being a, a elite you know, being one of the GOATs yeah. as oh, far Yeah. As yeah. Ever, but he's also, he doesn't get the love. But for him to do that, and multiple times when it's time for him to
1: yeah, step
3: in and be for the culture, he stepped up every single time. And for me, like I sit back and I'm half black, half white. So I see both sides of things. But for him to step up every time, like the world <clears throat> needs a white person to step up. Eminem has stepped up and answered the call, and so you know when I see him take the knee, I said, "There go my dog, Jeff." M&M. <laughs> no, that's
2: good. Uh, so, so, Dan, you, I yeah. believe your, I believe your boy, uh, Pac showed up, right? <laughs>
0: Anderson,
2: yeah. Was Anderson hey, uh, uh, first, was
0: first off, I, I think I did. I think I did say to you. I don't remember if I made the recording, out, but I did say, "Watch out, Anderson Parks," to show up and play some drums. Mm-hmm. So he did. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that he actually right. did, but. The the performance that I thought that I thought stole the night was was Kendrick because he was the yeah, most interesting mm-hmm. character coming into me. He, he's so he's always seemed to be so anti-corporate and, and so so against sort of the the status quo of things that to see him participate in the Super Bowl halftime show to me was really surprising in the first place. And for him to show up, the fact that he performed in in sort of like a you know, him and his backup dancers were in sort of a militant style. I yeah. thought it was so rattling for middle America I, to I see I him that was- show up. You know, if I don't know if you guys noticed, but his part was on the ground floor yeah, with yeah. on a on a map of what I, I, I gotta assume is maybe his neighborhood in yeah. South Central. Like he danced, he was in literally the metaphor was Kendrick's still in the streets so and he's still fighting yeah. for this. And 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 to see him show up to have his dancers, the dancers affiliated with sign. Dressed in all black, dressed sort of militant style. I think was the more aggressive part of yep. the halftime show. You know, Eminem did a good job. Mary J. did a great job. You know, Snoop and Dre did their two hits together. I thought Kendrick Snoop was on. great. I thought he just looked, thought- looked good. I was had, had to do Snoop.
3: I and was- Dre Had to do it. They yes. understood the yes. assignment. They yes. played the song. <laughs> like at the end of the day, you had an expectation for Snoop and Dre, and they did exactly. They did exactly. What you- yes. yeah
1: doctor
2: Dr. oh, it's hard it's yeah. hard to remember too that Dre is doing this as one of the most successful businessmen in the history of America yes like, yeah. he, he's you, like, he,
3: you tweeted he's not, it out billionaires yeah. billionaire <laughs> moves yeah. like, like you tweeted yeah. it out yeah, I remember you tweeted it out and it was like oh just look at the billionaires making billionaire moves and it wasn't no spike <laughs> just being honest like you put yeah. a bunch of billionaires in Multi multi millionaires on the stage Weird. and allowed them to I thought they, put it I thought on they, for, for the middle class. Like essentially, this was billionaires putting on for the millionaire for for, for the middle class, and they answer every call. I thought, I
2: thought they looked great. I thought, yeah. I, like I said, I, they didn't. I really, I, I liked how the entire Super Bowl really, really um, engulfed what you know Southern California, LA specifically mm-hmm. meant. I like how they leaned into it. I like how they. um you know they used like even the introduction like there's no way you can root against the kids that they had like you know at the beginning the uh the uh, football teams uh they had the, the girls football team Billy about shout out to Billie Jean King for flipping the coin that was badass um it just bought, just everything bought. they did I, yeah. yeah i yeah i just i loved how they leaned into like that area and then we remember like wow this is a big deal like yeah that we have taken we've taken a lot from this and Jelani to your point you know they really dropped the you know they really dropped the ball the NFL did in Detroit and Atlanta two cities that we've taken a ton of culture from over the years and they kind of they they didn't do it justice and I um you know I, I don't it doesn't it doesn't market correct that but yeah. i do feel better that at least they recognize their mistakes yeah. and we're like exactly. no when we're yeah you know, i didn't think the nfl would do it i really, yeah. really and that's also know. it's
4: probably why they didn't do it in the other two cities as well oh yeah
2: especially atlanta, atlanta. Yeah. you know you know yeah. what they were thinking in atlanta like nah
4: we can't be NBA too black obviously did what they told him not to do what they told him not to do and they still don't love the police and still drape the prime, so. yeah the prime you
3: Atlanta would have been like what Jeezy, T.I., you oh, know. It hey. he had to be outcast.
2: He had to be outcast. So shout him. out. Hey, Andre got a Super Bowl commercial. That made me so happy. But they, I, I answered,
3: so happy. The question, but they answered the question in L.A. because we go back to old school and we bring out Dr. Dre and in, in, uh, Snoop Dogg. And something, you know what's crazy? So, I have a, you know, I'm half black, half white, so I just wanted to shout out to moms for being cultured, you know, uh, uh, aware she made me realize that like all the artists that were performing today were under dr dre like because yeah i yeah.
1: know yeah, first the same, came yeah. out
3: i'm like okay dre snoop Cali, then mm-hmm. mary j blige so I, I i remember looking up a couple months ago mm-hmm. like where's mary j blige from and she's from new york Cause I'm thinking it was an all-cali performance. And I'm like, oh, well, right, right. where is Eminem coming from? Cause I'm like, this is an all-cali performance. Yeah. I was at J. Blige. She's from New York. And then obviously I knew Eminem was from Detroit. Mm-hmm. So my mom, this today, like we 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 go out today, uh pick up some food real quick, and she was like, you know, this is all people under Dr. Dre. And I'm, i I thought about it. I'm like, man, I never thought about it up until two days. <laughs> on Super Bowl Sunday that like Dr. Dre is able to host the Super Bowl half mm. show on Sunday and put right. all the people that he it's, put on in and, the show. And, and that's essentially what it did. And adding 50 cent made it even bigger because 50 cent wasn't a name that was shout,
2: shout right out to vitamin shout out to vitamin water and 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say like 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 you guys are all all young enough that like like you you know the history but like yeah. i can't ex- i like i want to verify like explain to you like what a big deal it was that the same dr dre that i that that when i got the chronic album like handed to me by a buddy because he's like you're gonna love this shit to to host the super bowl halftime yeah. like that i i don't but, like I, I can't explain to people that this world exists now like, like Jeff, what, it, Jeff, what it means
0: in i, and this I,
3: time- I, I NFL real I'm sorry, Dan, real quick. No, go, no, no, go nuts. Go nuts. Not not hiring black coaches and and whatever. Mm -hmm. And this time we're needing culture in the NFL. This halftime show at least I think it puts at least a good like thumbs up. On Roger it, was good, Goodell, it,
2: it was a
1: NFL, good timing. That
3: there is some. That it was perfect timing, even though this had been planned for months, and we didn't know Brian yeah. Flores was gonna, you know, you know, make accusations towards the NFL or whatever, and bring to light. But to have this halftime show planned for months on top of yeah. months, like we knew that a year ago that this was gonna be a halftime show, but like, they did their job to really show that they they. they Accept the culture in the NFL, and so I don't know. Being younger, being younger, Jeff, you know, like like Dr. Yeah. Dre, he isn't Dr. Dre to you. Like even right. what watching uh, NWA, you know, the movie is like that brings a a, a bigger light to us what NWA means yeah. to even the culture. Cool. That we're in now yeah. and so to bring Dr. Dre, Eminem, I know what Eminem was. I remember my name is and the real some yeah. shady shade. I was a little
0: kid. So the same But, impact- Mo, but, Mo, but, Mo, but what you're saying you're saying about being a younger about being a younger generation. Right. Is a is a Dr. Dre for someone like Jeff, like he existed in sort of that, like the activist role in a time before me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm only 30. Right. Like I was too young to know that the guy who yeah, fills that role that- now is Kendrick. And, mm-hmm. and I think the fact that Kendrick Lamar played the song all right at the halftime, which a lot of people weren't sure he would play. That's a that's an anthem for the Black yeah. Lives Matter movement. All Right is is a song that has is, is become important to culture across America through protest movements. The fact that he was able to play it at the Super Bowl halftime show. At play the it,
3: Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> yeah, at the Super Bowl in front of a lot of people who know what that song means and know what its sort of, it's sort of momentum yeah. behind mm-hmm. it is, to play it and then also to the play with backup dancers who are, you know, let's be honest, dressing all black, waving black flags. Mm-hmm. It scares middle America to to play that sort of – Militant uh, <laughs> racial, <aquatic> like <laughs> to play a character that's like this is what scares conservative white people. And Kendrick didn't get a lot of airtime compared to the other performers. Yeah. But I think in the very limited time he got, had yeah. a had a direct and I, an authentic I would, message that that resonates for most viewers. I think.
2: I would agree with Dan. I think there. I yeah. honestly like I felt that there was two halftime shows. I think there was yep. the the Dre like the the the. The Dre Mount Rushmore, like this is like we're we're finally acknowledging like he's one of the kings. And then I think there was what Kendrick Lamar said to everybody. I really mm-hmm. do think that, and I, I totally and I loved it. I, and, and and let's not overlook the fact that at, at halftime of the Super Bowl, the most watched TV show in America, we had yeah. basically what I mean. We all know it was a strip club. Like it's 56 yeah. singing in a strip club yeah. <laughs> with dancers, and we got yeah. that. We skate. We. We pushed that through the Super Bowl halftime. Like, I, I was just, thinking uh, that, too. Yeah, right? Uh, it just it, – it really made me like – it just – I don't know. It just feels good. It's like it – It's perfect.
0: It's just it was like
2: we, we all shared it. It's just something that like, ah, oh, you know, finally like something like – not finally like – Everybody like, turn the
0: volume up, Jeff. Everybody yeah. turn the volume up. Oh no, up I, was I, like, I was like, I was like, I told I
2: told Coach, I'm like, we're not doing a halftime show this year. I, <laughs> turned, I turned the volume up. Yeah, I turned exactly. the lights up. And uh me and my wife and my son and uh his wife, you know, enjoyed it. She's a dance teacher, so like all these are you know, they're younger, but obviously these are anthems to them, like stuff that they've mm. taught. Me and my wife, it means something different, but it meant something to all of us. It it was um I don't know. It was just really cool. I don't know what else to yeah. say. It was fucking cool. Um, but I watched
3: this. I watched this with my mom, and you got to think about it. Like watching it with my mom, right? I'm sitting in the living room and I'm watching this, and you got to think about it. This is all the music my mom told me when I was a oh, kid. God. I'm not listen
1: to hey, this. Hey, we,
3: we know how you got here, Bro. Mo. Yeah, but I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm
1: just
3: saying, like, like old Dr. Dre, even like 50 Cent in the club, like, and it, and it goes back to I remember, like my mom was more laid back, so she she wasn't as you know. Nah, he can't listen. Da da da. So like in the club was on the massacre for for Fifty Cent, which is probably yeah. his top two of top three groups of the time. Fifty Cent. And so in the club was like my mom i remember the time where my mom was defending like she bought me that album you know when we were buying yeah. cds at that time so it was like but watching that with my mom is like i remember this was a time where all these artists was where like yep. people who were older than me was telling me that like my parents and and aunts and uncles and grandparents like this was inappropriate music for you and obviously i clearly like grew up listening to these guys and listening to my pops like I would ride in the car and listen to Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, DMX, all those guys. Mm -hmm. So it was like it was a it was nostalgia for me because it like it brings me back to my childhood. Obviously, Jeff, it's like it's it's a little bit more for you because it brings you back to like your teens and twenties. Not to throw your age out there, but no, 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 you're
1: not
2: wrong though because because,
3: it throws like our our childhood though, where like our parents were so necessary. Like, I think most parents around that time are so like, you can't listen to this, you can't listen to that, you shouldn't listen to rappers and, and artists talking about this, talking about that. And obviously, the, the pain of the picture was Eminem. Like, nobody should be listening to what Eminem was talking about. And then <laughs> I, I he, performed, like, he performed his most PC,
1: PC. performance that yeah. he could.
3: And ends it with like okay i'm gonna perform the song that everybody expects me to perform to be in this pc yes. and culture and yeah. then i'm gonna take a knee to go against yeah. everything that every a yeah. lot of people stand for in this world i'm gonna take a knee to end the great performance i did with my pc song that everybody yeah. will relate to so that's why i gotta give a shout out to eminem like when i talk about the we talk about 50 Cent and all those guys. But like Eminem goes, I'm going to perform the song that everybody will be okay with me performing. Everybody expect expect for me to perform. Then I'm going to take a knee to go against everything, every reason why y'all would think I'm yeah. going to perform this song. So, like, Eminem yeah. really did it for the culture once again. And it's like, I know he's white, but, like, he's invited to the cookout.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, he yeah, no, he might cook. Like seriously like no no, it, but but no, it, it was cool. I really enjoyed it and, you know, to to speak on that like mo you're exactly right cuz my my son's your age and that's literally how I raised him. I this is like he grew up Kendrick Lamar came about you know, when he was young and listened to music. So Kendrick Lamar was his guy. And we, uh, early on, I'm not gonna lie. We had some battles because he came at me. I remember one time and he's like, oh, this is the new Tupac. And I immediately, like, I got, I, I dug in. I'm like, whoa, 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 easy, easy, easy. I was like, you're getting carried away. Like, I remember we got, like, we got in a fight in the car one time because I'm like, I'm not saying this, this kid's not good. This is like Kendrick, you know, I, I don't know. You know, it's his first debut. And I'm like, easy and then now i look back i'm like okay okay he knew he knew like he recognized he, he recognized, yeah. he recognized yeah, yeah. what was happening and kendrick has become yeah. like
1: because your son's only hip-hopper. a couple years younger
2: than me so like yeah yeah look. he's right there i raised oh, him on all this yeah he loved yeah, it when kendrick came on like he was so yeah. excited yeah mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah kendrick, i was at high
3: school kendrick lamar was one of my top yep. five rappers and like obviously yep. i'm was- for me, and not everybody does this, but like I respect the the OGs and, and the you know the 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 time before me when it comes to sports, hip hop, whatever. But at the same time, like Kendrick is this generation's Tupac. Whether that mm. means like he was as great as Tupac, that's not the question. He is this mm-hmm. generation's Tupac because he speaks. I on think, the that's, fair on I the think that's fair to say. The times around him and like J. Cole, are, like they speak on the time like. The same things that Tupac speak on in the 90s, Kendrick Lamar and guys like J. Cole yeah. speak on in the problems in the 2000s. And but, that makes sense, like, the Tupac yeah. of this generation because we go through different problems than we were going through in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But it's the same concept that- of like you're speaking on the same issues, the same problems, and you're not afraid if you're. Unfortunately.
1: Your music <laughs> <laughs> takes Unfortunately. A hit. Unfortunately.
3: Yeah, but like if yeah. your music takes a hit. For it, you know you have the you you know you have the power, you know you have the the, the fans and everything to rock with you. Well like you can speak on that and people are gonna rock with you enough, and even we're in a position now where as much as PC politically correct we are in, there's enough people who rock with just the fact of like they realize the real life real life world we live in and are like they're okay with it. Jeff and Dan, boom.
2: Like need more Jeff and Dan in the world. <laughs> as, as, as- as as couch coach would say I'll put a bow on as basically what this showed is like all the people that think that that our our out that culture that that type of music and all that is just just a niche what this proved was like it, you don't get to do the Super Bowl halftime show if nobody's listening so like the, what what yeah. that was the most important thing it was like like, oh, you think that nobody listens to this just because you don't? But you're wrong. Like, they they don't just let anybody do the Super Bowl halftime show. So that was the most important. That was the most important thing. Is like it just rattles cages, and you know Jeff's all about rattles cages. So now, now we'll get back to the game and we'll get out of here. Honestly, I could sit and do this all night. Like I I think I'm gonna go rewatch the game tonight and all this. But uh, well, I want to. I'll go around. Me too, here. Jeff.
1: Me too. Yeah. yeah I'll, around, I'll, I'll,
2: I'll have you on soon again, Dan, when you remember the broadcast.
1: Oh. No, I'm just kidding.
2: I, I'm just kidding. You're 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 uh, you're better like, you know, you know, a- after a giant win, than uh, most of us are on our on our good days. So uh, you, I'm happy right to, right
0: ha- I'm happy to hang out after this one, man. Yeah, I'm, telling yeah,
2: it. I'm, be I'm better I'm than I will be if the Cowboys won this. Yeah, Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> oh no, i
0: no. you should have hey, right hey, seen me. You should have seen me when they turned the ball over and we got the ball back with 48 seconds left.
2: I can't imagine.
0: I mean, I mean, I'm hey. glad there's no footage of that shit. <laughs> yeah, full <Yeah, laughs> disclosure:
2: what a high State won the last, the high State. Uh, won the national championship uh, within two hours. I was in a strip club. Like, I'm not going to lie to anybody. So, like, like uh, you got – y'all are way ahead of me. So, I'll go down the horn here.
3: I was with my dad. And, and as soon as my dad went to bed, I'm like, I can't wait till he goes to bed to celebrate <laughs> this because I'm about to go outside his house, and I'm about to smoke some weed.
1: I'm to
3: go on with Ohio State. When we beat Oregon, he's like, he's celebrating. We're talking enough. I'm like, yeah, Dad, I love you. Yeah. I can. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to go to bed so I can smoke my butt. I'm about to smoke, like, three of them outside. Like, yeah, me and my dad, like, we were here. We were, we were here, but as soon as he went to bed, I was here. Yeah. And he was here
1: because he was sleeping.
2: Yeah, I was.
1: It's was like winning I was,
2: championship. I was in Las Vegas. We had a good time. So I want to go. I'll go around the horn here real quick. I'll, I'm going to finish up with Dan because this is kind of his day. This is mm-hmm. his night. So Jelani, just give me like, if it's not, I'll, I can ask you like, who was your like player of the game or play of the game or moment of the game? Whatever you take, what what your your memory of this game? The first thing you wake up tomorrow is like, man, that was that was the difference, or that was the guy, or whatever.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, besides like that, the drive. Um, I don't know that fourth that fourth thing one uh, with Cooper Cup. You know that sweet. because they, the broadcasters literally said. It I and just I rewatched that. It. I was like, this it, is that that was really yeah, good. I just like,
2: rewatched it. it. That was a nice uh, play.
4: I think it was Chris Cosworth. He was like, "That's the one of the plays. either it can go really bad or it's going to go really ah. good for you." And like, it was a chance for it to be really bad. He he could have probably got. You know, sacked for a not sacked for a loss, but tackled the, for a loss. The um, Bengals, um, the
2: Bengals were there. Like the guy was yeah, there. Yeah, that's cup what I was saying. Von Bell, I think,
4: was right there. But yeah, just, Cup made a great cut, great cut, <laughs> to get upfield. Great. It was yeah, a yeah, great exactly. run by Cup. Yeah. So I think that obviously just to keep the drive alive, and then from there on, it was pretty much the Cooper Cup show. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that play was probably the most important, at least for the most important for that drive, and the second most important, I probably would obviously put, put behind that was, um, you know, obviously the, the sack towards the end. Or not yeah. sort but literally the sack of the game, you know, Donald finally like, getting the pressure again, you know. Yeah. They said it time and time again, you know, the guy that, you know, you expect to be in Joe Burrow's face the entire night. Obviously, they, at times they triple teamed him in that first half. Yeah. And then he was able to get to him, got to him, <coughs> and you know, Dan's yeah, celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mo, Mo,
2: when you when Mo when you get up tomorrow, what's what's the first thing that's gonna pop in your mind about this game?
3: Matt Stafford being a Hall of Famer, like to me, when I when I talk about it and, you know, I talk to a lot of people and, you know, with doing the podcast and stuff. A lot of people want to know my opinion. And, uh, you know, with Matt Stafford being a Super Bowl champion, like, does this make him a first ballot Hall of Famer? And I'm like, yeah. I think so, because this answers every question that we had about Matt Stafford. Like he's one of the prior to this Super Bowl, he's one of the most talented Quarterbacks that won't win the Super Bowl, right? Like we we looked at the struggles he went through in Detroit. So for him to have thrown three touchdowns, I know it threw, threw two interceptions, but for Matt Stafford to have thrown three touchdowns and answer the call, uh, and obviously Cooper Cup played absolutely amazing. And you know we expect him to be the best wide receiver in wide receiver rankings coming into the next year. Like it'll be my number one wide receiver. But for me, it's Matt Stafford kind of solidifying his you know uh, Hall of Fame career. At the end of the day, like if Stafford doesn't become ultimate successful and win multiple Super Bowls, like he's won the one that mattered, the trade. Like when you talk about Matt Stafford's career, you're yeah. like trade that went down to bring him instead of Jared Goff. You felt like that was the answer, and it was. So it was. when his career is all said and done, yeah, when his career is all said and done, the question that was asked was answered. In a Super Bowl, came out of it. So. For me, when I watched this game and it ended twenty three to twenty, the Los Angeles Rams, I had to go with the fact that this was Matthew Stafford's, you know, uh Hall of Fame solidifying game because like with him winning a Super Bowl, him being an all time talent, where you rank him all time, I honestly don't care. Uh but at the end of the day, like you felt like he was an all time talent, you felt like he was the difference in the Super Bowl, uh between the Rams winning the Super Bowl and not. He gets to the Rams. They win the Super Bowl, so he ultimately answered the question. So that's my biggest takeaway from the game is that this trade for Matthew Stafford, I don't care what the Rams do from here for the next five years with Matthew Stafford. You traded Derek Goff to the Detroit Lions and whatever picks you did for Matthew Stafford because you felt like he was the difference. Between you winning a Super Bowl and just being a playoff contender, and he answered yeah. the call by being the quarterback for a Super Bowl winner, so it's it's, it's got to be Matthew Stafford being a Hall of Famer.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. All right, I'm going to go next, and then I'm going to let Dan go. Um, <laughs> my mine will be essentially the 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 last two plays of the of the Bengals, the, basically the last two plays of the game outside of the Neals. Uh, Donald makes the miraculous tackle to to send it to fourth and one. I mean, that is a play that um, just as you watch it in slow motion, you're like, my God, like just the effort. This is this is what this man has done for all these years in L.A. This is what he was there for. And he made he made the tackle that gave him fourth down. And then he gets the pressure on Burrow. Burrow almost makes the play. I honestly, like at that point, I'm like, I hope yeah. this. I don't want this game to end. I hope. I hope this is a completion. Um, you know, there's not much the kid could have done, but uh, mine will be that it, just Donald finishing it. Like, you know, he got handled, but just those last two plays and being like, that was the difference. His. Him being that good was the difference in this game. So mine's going to be uh, the Aaron Donald, and then of course the coronation of his career, and and Stafford, and everything that you guys mm. said. But that that'll be what sticks in my mind when I replay it. Like that's that's the poster that I'll have up as the tackle of Mixon on that on that third down play. So uh, all right, Dan, there's a ton of there's there's a ton of memories. <laughs> all right, uh, what what was what was just the uh, just you you just name it, man. Whatever your favorite moment, player, like whatever. <clears throat> Whatever you're gonna take away from this, whatever you're gonna tell well, your grandkids about this game.
0: Well, look, first of all, thank you for having me on the show for what is maybe the fifth or sixth time, I think, over the course of the season. I appreciate it. It's been it's been awesome just to oh, yeah, you're the best, ramble man. on and on about football. It, it's so much fun. So I, I mean the first things the first thing that immediately pops in mind is it, it seems to validate the team building strategy that was started by Les need. That you know, I, I would expect like most professional sports that there would be a bit of a copycat syndrome that you're going to see other teams now probably devalue their first round picks and, and maybe look to, to do the same thing the Rams did. Uh, I think the team building strategy has, has been proven successful and you'll see other teams try to emulate the same thing going forward. Um, You know, Les need, I think is, is been validated as a great, as a great general manager of Finergy. Finally, uh, Sean McVay head coach, same thing. Matt Stafford, I agree with Mo, I think has put himself on the brink, if not fully in first ballot Hall of Fame territory. Um, you know, Aaron Donald, same thing. Jalen Ramsey really got bailed out of a very bad game. And so mm. I think what I will remember is just sort of the culmination of the talent that the Rams had. I know I said to you a few days ago when I, we were talking about the prediction of the game, I, I, I worried that as good as the Bengals are, there's just too many talented players on the Rams for a 16-minute football game. That seemed to prove out in the end. Cooper Cup made the big fourth and one. So I, I, I wonder if it sort of changes the way the league looks at building their rosters and, and if other teams try to sort of follow the same path because the Rams, after a couple attempts, have finally come through and gotten the Super Bowl out of it. So Well, we the, may it, see
2: that with Deshaun Watson next year. We may see a team exactly. try this very thing
0: yeah it seems to be it seems to maybe have the opportunity to shift the way all the other teams are going to react to building their own rosters. so um i mean a lot of hall of fame resumes have been validated Ramsey, obviously donald obviously andrew whitworth is probably retiring tomorrow uh even cooper cup has kind of got the inside track now if he keeps playing pretty well obj if he resigns and recovers from his in- injury a lot of a lot of people have have got the the final seal on their resume, I think, yeah. and and it's across the whole organization. So everything they do now is gravy. I wouldn't be surprised to see a few retirements, but I I do think Jeff, it's going to change. It's going to at least move three or four more organizations, if not more, towards doing the same thing, trying to annex their first round picks, uh, uh, sort of build their team through through superstars and, and short term rentals and like that. So. Um, uh, whether or not that actually comes to be, it, it remains to be seen. But but it, sports is usually copycat, so I, I would think that's something that's going to stick going forward.
2: And, and and real quick, Dan, you brought it up earlier this week. Shout out to Eric Weddle. This dude, this, yeah. week, this, dude, yeah. this dude, this dude rolls off his couch. You know, a couple of weeks yeah. ago, Ob- obviously stayed in great shape um and played a a a good playoffs got injured early I thought he was done for the game when when he got injured I was like okay I I think the Bengals have this because I just they're just out of safeties uh finished the game uh had this you know like you said had the 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 green dot on the helmet (laughs) like Mm -hmm. not only just walked off the couch but had the green dot uh I I don't like like literally you can make a movie about this weird Eric Weddle playoff run someday like uh, shout out and, and 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 it got the Super Bowl so um you, you you nailed that um so congratulations to the los angeles rams congratulations Thanks, to the off the ball network we had a great super week you guys killed it this week we put out so much content uh, so much good so many good things i want to thank all of you guys for doing the post game this has been a blast i thought the the faster we could get the reaction the better it would be this has went better <laughs> than i thought It. we kept dan upright <laughs> um, I know he's. I know yeah. he's not going to sleep for the next six, I, seven no, hours.
0: No, no, I'm. I'm sleepy, Jeff. Dan I'm, is. Wow. Not, Dan I'm is sleepy. not
2: working Monday. <laughs>
0: I'm emotionally drained, and yes, I have the day off.
2: So thank you. Uh, so uh, shout out to every single person that that listened, watched, uh, participated, tweeted everything that we've done this week, um, couch coach live, killed it. He couldn't make it tonight. He was literally he's probably just tired uh, that the man is the man has worked nonstop for eight days. It's been a blast. Um, I can't wait to do it again next year. I'm about to take a short pod vacation. My wife does not believe me, but we'll see. Uh, So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes Uh, I got a couple guest spots this week But you know, who knows So anyway, thanks everybody Congratulations Ram, thanks Dan, thanks Mo Thanks Jelani, you guys are the best And uh, we're out Oh I feel